This is Life with Lisa Williams. The last show of the first season of Life with Lisa Williams wrapped up with Pam Peoples. And I have listened to that show probably 10 times. And a lot of people have, Pam, last time I checked, I think it was like 600 times it had been heard. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. One of my friends said, Lisa, I was listening and I was so into it. And then... At the very end, it was like, boom, you just opened up about your past. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my friend was like, why didn't you start with that? And I'm like, uh, because, you know, it was like she was working towards this thing that, you know, that Pam had really carried around her, you know, a lot of her adult life and so many responses that they really appreciated you being vulnerable and bringing things into the light. And so I just wanted to thank you for that first off. Oh, you're welcome. I think it's just a part of my story, but it's a very significant part of my story. And God gave me this picture. Um, if you don't know me, um, I'll tell you a little bit about me. I have five boys and they are in their 20s now for the most part, 27 on down every two years. These wonderful boys, but one of my boys, they're, they're all re- very um, active and, um, you know, I think it comes from being raised by Rambo, but they just do the craziest <laughs> thing. And so my 27 year old once he, he managed a few years ago to land on his foot in the wrong way. And instead of the foot going North, Lisa, it was going like West. It was this completely awful, like displaced. And so because he was raised by Rambo, what does he do? He resets it himself. Oh, wow. And so when he put it back, you know, going north, he just snapped it right back over there. That's where most of the damage um, happened, you know, during that act. And so for a couple of years, his ankle and his leg, it wasn't right. He got a compound fracture, a spiral fracture happened when he set it back himself. But, you know, God showed me that that's what I did to myself spiritually, um, if you don't know my story, I am a woman that um, is post-abortive. I had an abortion about 35 years ago. And what I did um, when I went through that tremendous um, you know, season in my life of ending the life of my child, I just set it back myself. And I thought it was all good. Mm-hmm. And I, know, I knew that God had forgiven me, but I didn't let him really deal with it. And so what happened was I just spent the last 30 years with this spiritual limp, a lot like my son. Deeply wounded, um, you know, it was of my own making, I admit that, but I didn't allow the Lord to deal with it. I just covered it up and said, God has forgiven me and I'm going to move on. And all this time, God in his generosity is asking me, let me let me heal it, touch it, let me see it. But just like my 27-year-old is like, no, I got it. <laughs> you know, It just wasn't an, until recently, um, I went to a conference actually called Deeper Still, which I highly recommend. And they just revisit, not the act of abortion itself, but the pain associated with it. And they apply Jesus to it and encourage you to open your heart so he can heal it completely and you don't have to walk around with a limp. And, you know, there are many, many ways that um, an abortion affects you mentally. But um, the damage for me, I think, was spiritually. And God gave me this beautiful picture of just sitting on the outside when God has been invited me on the inside. So explain that. You know, it's like there's a banquet table, and um, that's how it was explained to me, and it was so true. I just resonated with this. That there's this wonderful 
uh, banquet table that God has set for all of us. I mean, we all have different sins and things that we carry. For all of us, it's set. Um, if we know him, the table is set. And he even has our name on a place card, wow. a seat waiting for us next to him, you know. But we sit on the outside of this table, maybe even on the outside of the room, just kind of looking in, glad to be at the party, you know. Yeah. We're just yeah. glad to be invited to the party. And God says, no, there's more. I want you to come in. And have intimacy with me. I want to feed you all these things, but we're just satisfied with the crumbs because we think, well, that's all I deserve. And I'm happy just to be around Jesus. But Jesus says, I just don't want you to know of me. I want to have intimacy with you. And so for me, that's what I think abortion did to my heart. It gave me this sense of, you know, I really don't want to go into intimacy with him because I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm, but I'm so excited. I'm so thankful that he forgave me that it's good enough to be at the party. And so that's how I was kind of living my life for the last 30 years. Man, Pam, I mean, there's so much depth to all of this. And I know someone listening is going, me too. Maybe it wasn't an abortion. Maybe it was abuse. Maybe it was someone who lied to them or abandoned them Uh or just some wounding, some wounding in the past. And we say, I forgive or it doesn't matter or that's not going to hurt me. And we just try to make everything okay. So what I can't stop thinking about though, is Jesus wanting me to sit at this table and just eat. When I do Uh feel this way, I have even said this. I'm just happy to be in the room. I'm just happy to be a part of the program. I've told people when I get to heaven, (laughs) the Lord doesn't even have to talk to me. If I can just be in the room Mm -hmm. and he winks at me once in a million years, I'll be like, that's all I needed. But you're telling me, no, it's not enough to be on the outskirts and just be in the room and just be, phew, I'm just glad I'm here. He wants Yeah, and you know, if you think about it, you know, that's the reason he came. He didn't come just so we could know about religion. Um, He came for the relationship. He's not satisfied until he gives us all that he has for us. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, someone told me God appreciates our heart. He appreciates that we are thankful. But we need to understand that his blood has covered it all, you know, it's all under the blood and that his grace goes before us and it allows us to walk in complete freedom and power. And that's what God's called us to, right, to be people of power, people of his presence, people of his glory. And God showed me that, too, about my life, that I can't really um, express or exude his glory when I'm not even in the inner court. Hmm. Say that again. Go deeper on that thought. You can't experience his presence and glory if you're not in the inner court. Like if you're on the outside going, right. yeah, I, I don't I don't deserve to, to be in the right. inner court. I don't deserve to be in his presence. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy to be in the outer right. court, and that's good enough for me. You're saying yeah. no. I think about my mama, Mama Jones, um, her pound cake. It has about <laughs> six sticks of butter in it and cream cheese mm, yes. and all this yummy goodness. And I could tell you about it, and you could say it's good. But until you taste it, you don't really know how to describe it. You know how you try to explain to somebody an experience, but until they've experienced it, they don't really know. And I think that's what God wants of us. We, how, can we, how can we really express his goodness and his grace and his freedom when we haven't experienced it, when we've never had a piece of the cake? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really good. I want that. I want what Pam's saying. I want it like, and I want other people to have it. You know, I've asked God many times why 
I've seen things and experienced things and heard things in the spiritual realm. You know, um, when I look back over my life, I have, like it says in Psalm 63, I've seen your glory in the sanctuary. You know, I've seen his power and his glory in my life. And in, um, and I always thought, well, he wants me to tell people about him. He wants me to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's real because he wants me to shout it from the rooftops. And, and then over this last year, and, and tell me if this is what you're talking about, it's become clearer and clearer to me, Lisa, I, I love you. That's why I show you my glory. I love you. I love you. I want you to feel my presence. I want you to hear my voice. I want you to see me in all kinds of different ways. I want you to experience redemption and a depth of grace because I love you. Not because I want you to run off and tell people about it as fast as you can. Just sit there at the table, really. Like, just sit down at the table, put the napkin in your lap, and don't plan to leave for a long time. (laughs) It's new ground, you know, for some of us. It is. It is. It's new ground. I love how John Piper says this, Lisa. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's one of my favorite. He's such a man of wisdom. And he said, you know, that's what we're created um, to be. We're created in the image of God. We're not made to be mere shadows or echoes or residue. We're made to have God-like impact and we have God-like substance in us. But we can't get to that level if we're not willing to allow God to bring us into intimacy with him so we can have that God-like impact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want this, and I hope I'm not alone. Like, if there is a God, I've said this for years, Pam, if there's a God, well, I want to know him, and I want to know what he wants and what he's about. And so I've always studied the word and tried to figure out, you know, who is he and where is he and why did he make us and what's the plan and what am I supposed to do, you know? And so what I hear you saying is, you know, he, this is what he wants. Um, on my birthday, uh, I, I had this song going over and over in my head and I finally just found it and I called it my birthday song. And it's that song that says, you won't relent until you have it all. My heart is yours. Yeah. It won't relent. Mm-hmm. And it's like God's, it's like talking about God. Like he will not relent until he has it all. You know, he wants our hearts. And so even if you've been walking with the Lord for a decade or two decades or three decades or four or five, even if you've known God and you've been to Bible school and, you know, you've served in ministry, I'm saying to you, there's more. And that God is calling us into a deeper intimacy. He wants us to sit with him and to know him. And I say this with boldness because I can hear what God is doing in Pam and I've heard it in other people recently and I feel like it's a message. He wants us to come in to the inner court and I don't know what's going to happen there. That's beside the point. (laughs) He wants to do something in your soul. He wants to heal and he wants to, he's doing something I think right now. A good place to begin, Lisa, is just to open the invitation. God has sent us all that invitation to come and, and to communion with him, to sit and eat and to be with him. And You know, you don't get an invitation and then never open it. And if you open it, you if it's something you care about, you go <laughs> and you're a part of it. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you participate. And I think sometimes we can overcomplicate it, but it's just taking those steps as God leads. 
you hear God calling you, inviting you, then respond, um, you know, and ask him. It's, he wants to have a conversation, I think, about it. You know, God, what are you saying to me? And then we're so bad at this in this culture. But then listen. <laughs> just take some time to, you know, ask him a question and then just don't keep rambling. Listen, and he will speak to you. He will. And yeah. he will give you direction. And, you know, and he will, he will um, you know, figure it out. Together you'll figure it out. Because, you know, um, I hear it over and over again. God wants this for us more than we want it for ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he knows what it means. And he's trying to lead all of us, no matter where we're at in our walk with him, to a more abundant life. You know, the word says he came to give you life and life abundant. And that's what he wants for everyone. And I hope that we all open that invitation yes. and get Get ourselves over to that table for some pound cake. <laughs> Please. I want the Jesus pound cake and I want it now. I want, I want the it Jesus all. pound cake. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Okay. Well, I'm just going to suggest, you know, and this might just be for me, but I'm going to share it. Um, for me, Psalm 63 verses one through eight. If I open the Bible to that and I sit in that and I read those verses and I stay there and I stay there. Um, really, it, I, I, there, there's an intimacy that begins with me and God. For others, I know Psalm 27. Like if you just go through it slowly and then just stop on a verse that that kind of resonates, and then just stay there and and speak to the Lord about it and and speak it and just you know love Him and let Him, like Pam said, let Him speak to you. All I know for sure is that. I perceive that God is saying, come in to the party. And so, Pam, um, I just love you. You, you know I love you. Um, my Marine son is this big burly guy who's so tough, nobody wants to mess with him. But he gives me these like juicy kisses all over my cheeks. It's called pancake kisses. They're all syrupy, and that's what I wish I could give you right now. Pancake kisses to Lisa all over your face. I would take it. <laughs> um, well, it's so great talking to you. Thank really you. Is. Well, if you want to um, leave a message for Pam or you want to respond to something that we just said, maybe share some Bible verses that help you get into the presence of God. Uh, maybe say in a comment, you know, me too. I feel the same thing going on in my soul with God. Come to lifewithlisawilliams.com and you can leave messages for both of us there. Hashtag thanks for listening. <laughs>